0: up all welcome to the friday show i'm gonna jump right into this dude i'm so excited guess what i got in the mail oh what i got my race card bro 100 oppressed oh yeah (laughs) yeah dude it's like this card grants the holder the power to make false claims of racism to win a debater argument claim oppression blah blah blah, right (laughs) from hodge twins but i was like dude oh yeah gotta have it (laughs) They had a white privilege one, too.
1: But,
0: that's crazy. That's a, Yeah, Dude, looks so fucking real. Oh, shit. Hold on one second. Something's wrong with my wiring. Okay, we're all set. But yeah, dude, I was so excited to get it. It took like a week, but that's not bad for, you know. It looks fucking real as shit, though. But in the back, it says fucking hodgetwins.com, so that's how you know. Oh, dude, there's yeah, a if lot you had of
1: handed, if you had here. If you handed me that, I might swipe it.
0: Right, he goes. Says, Shit! Now I can't decline it. <laughs> <laughs> or else it all says cardholder Scott Freeman, and then it says member since birth, good, good through death. <laughs> oh fuck! Man, those guys are hilarious. I don't know if you watch their show, but like I watch some of their stuff, not all the time, but enough to. I saw
1: them live in February.
0: Oh, dude, how were they? They're funny. My issue with them um, is this. They are
1: like ta-
0: twins. Do you get know what I mean? Like they, one um, says something, the next one says something.
1: They um, they were talking about spit roasting some chick uh, on stage, and there's some little old lady in the front. He goes, he goes, wait, 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 look at her. She is so ashamed. She's like, oh, my God, I thought I came to a good Christian political show, and these two black individuals are having – with an invisible
0: woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, they're funny as hell. They're really smart, too. But I was looking at their merchandise and I saw that and I was like, fuck yeah. But um, aside from that, there is something that's hot and heavy we gotta get into, man. So, if you haven't seen my Facebook, you would know. There's this show I watch called Dark Side of the Ring. I've talked about it before. Um, Basically, it's a show that kind of reveals really dark and tragic incidents that happen in the world of wrestling, not just in the ring, but like in people's lives. Uh, right. For example, there's the episode I was talking about a long time ago about the final days of Owen Hart when he died. The one that came out last week, it was called the plane ride from hell. So for those of you that don't know, the plane ride from hell was basically a bunch of wrestlers on a plane that came back from the UK after a famous uh, pay-per-view they did like an O2, right? well, Anyway, what happens on the plane is you got a bunch of wrestlers that are in the plane. It's been delayed. There's like 12 hours delay time. So they're all getting drunk, getting fucked up. Things start getting out of hand. Now, in the episode, they actually were able to get one of the flight attendants or stewardesses. (laughs) And um, she starts talking about a little incident that occurred in the galley, which basically Ric Flair. Everyone knows Ric Flair. You don't even have to look him up to know who he is. He's styling and profiling. Dude, it's Ric Flair. But anyway, he's ass naked, and he's wearing one of his fucking robes. That's very Ric Flair, right? Like, that's a Ric Flair thing. But he goes into the galley, I guess, and, like, basically, he starts swinging the shit around. Dude, He's helicoptering his dick. And he showed his other fellow wrestlers, and they're all laughing and having a good time. But when he goes back there, he starts creeping up on her. He, like, gets her up against the wall. Not, like, forcefully, but he's got her pinned. Like, he's standing there in front of her. Oh, and he's like, God. hey. Yeah, and he basically grabs her hand and puts it on his, Whoa. On his hammer. Well, she asks him to stop. He laughs. He doesn't stop. Another wrestler gets involved and pulls him out. <clears throat> the incident from the – this was 20 years ago. So this was a long time ago. Long story short she took a settlement that was offered to her from WWE. She did not take it to court. She filed a police report, I believe, but she took a settlement. So it's been resolved. It's done. She even says on the episode, I didn't feel attacked. I felt uncomfortable. Now here's where my issue comes into play. I don't know if you know who Tommy Dreamer is, but let's just say he is like the son of hardcore. If there ever was a son All right, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He's a badass. Loves the guy to death until now. He starts talking about the incident. He says, "Ric Flair's got his hog out, and he's got a hammer. He's the nature boy for a reason. He's styling, he's profiling. Woo! (laughs) Like he's like, I don't think he meant to hurt anybody, and it was Ric Flair being Ric Flair. And if, and then he's, and at the end he says, if the woman truly was hurt and she felt some sort of trauma from it." she should have went to the full extent of the law instead of accepting the settlement right that pissed everybody off in the world of um pc babies basically so yeah. guess what happens as a result of him throwing out his opinion he gets suspended indefinitely from impact wrestling which means fired he wow. then goes on to apologize for it and i was like why the fuck would you apologize for speaking your mind. right? you already lost your job, bro? You lost your job. Yeah, like, back. like that. And he's going to get removed from one of my favorite podcasts, busted open podcast, because he spoke on this and they're all saying the same thing. They're like, uh, what he said doesn't represent our company's views. And I'm like, well, no shit. Like you got to defend yourself cuz it's your company. But at the end of the day, oh my kid is freaking the fuck out. Um, at the end of the day, who honestly gives a fuck? It's his opinion, right? It shouldn't matter anyway. Right. But that being said, he gets in trouble for it. Hold on one second.
1: Yeah, the the fact that, like, you apologize after you lost your job already. Like, what's the worst that could happen now? Like, you're not getting your job. It's not like people like, oh, you apologize. You can have your job back. No, you're freaking screwed. It sucks to be you. Okay?
0: Right. Sorry for y'all. My kid is freaking out in the back. <laughs> Aubrey's not having it, we'll just put it that way. She heard me talk about like sexual harassment. She got super upset. Who's gonna make a difference? Who's the future? <laughs> no, uh Chanel was trying to wave at you. I don't know if you saw her but she was like walking past me and she was like, Austin.
1: Oh, um, I'm not gonna lie, I did not have the Skype open on my screen.
0: No, no, no um, that's so what that's I, I took video. Her. I was just like, hey, he's probably looking something up on his computer. But uh, basically, all I'm saying is this. I was really pissed that he apologized to begin with because he didn't defend Ric Flair's actions. That's kind of what's being thrown out there is that he was let go because of defending Ric Flair's actions. Nowhere in there does he say that I support Ric Flair and what he did Right, he just simply says, I don't think Ruth Flair meant to hurt anybody, but obviously someone was offended. I think they got upset, dude, because he said something pretty smart ass. He was like, You see this ponytail here? I just offended somebody. Anybody can be offended. This offends people, like <laughs> he's got a point and they don't want to hear it. So, right, but it pissed me off. I was like, Why does politics have to get into everything? I knew that was going to happen when I was watching the episode. I was like, how much you want to bet Ric Flair is going to get in trouble tomorrow? For something that he already answered to a long time ago. Well, it turns out he's not really in trouble. He's just the most hated person right now. Tommy Dreamer is in trouble. But, you know, naturally people are now on here like, man, Ric Flair is a monster. I'm like, oh, I know. It's so terrible. He did something that you weren't alive to experience I grow up. You know what I mean? It pisses me off when all these fucking Gen Zers and Millennials and pe- people people are age millennials, bitch and moan about something they did not experience, something they were not there for, something they know very little of. But they right. want to act like they're fucking the police. I'm like, dude, stay on what you know, which is play an Xbox in your grandmother's basement. Okay, hold on. I just realized how fucked up that sounded. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is not what I meant, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not what I meant. So obviously, being in grandma's basement is not a bad thing, especially when you pay the rent. Here, Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. When you live rent-free in your grandmother's basement. I didn't realize how shitty I just sounded. But you get what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, people that fucking don't do anything for a living and want to sit there and talk about social justice and this and that, those are the people I'm talking about. They're the ones that irritate me. Now, I'll admit this. I do sound like those people because I'm bitching about Tommy Dreamer. I had a friend call me out from high school on it on Instagram. Uh, same guy I mean you got into like a little argument with about uh socialism. Well, anyway, <clears throat> a good friend of mine was like uh, he basically said, you know, uh you're offended because he apologized for supporting the actions of you know what Ric Flair did. And I was like, he never said he supported it, dude. If you watch the episode, which you probably didn't, because most of these people that complain about this shit have never actually seen the full episode. Right. Or like it's the same thing with police. When they bitch about the police, they've never seen the full body footage from the body cam. You know what I mean? Like, I could tell he didn't know what he was talking about, too, because he used a quote from a website and I was like, That wasn't in the episode, but whatever. And uh, I had just explained to him, like, no, I'm fully aware that i'm sounding just like you guys especially because i posted something on facebook that said fuck tommy dreamer fuck impact wrestling and fuck serious xm if they let him go i'm pissed that this dude cowered down and apologized canceled all my shit i'm not giving them money anymore that doesn't mean i hate tommy dreamer i'm probably still gonna watch him but i can tell you right now i'm not supporting impact wrestling for that i thought that was a shitty decision on their part and I should be really pissed at the people that made this happen, which is all those fucking whiny ass people. But I think ultimately there's no one I can really be mad at because this kind of was going to get leaked when they said plane ride from hell. I knew what this was going to turn into. I was like, uh, Oh boy. Cause this is a good show, dude. I ain't going to lie. There's some good fucking episodes. If you're not a fan of wrestling, but you like tragic stories or basically shady shit, check out dark side of the ring. It's a crazy show. But that being said, that is what I'm most pissed off about right now. I can't believe it turned into this. Mm. <sighs> Sorry.
2: I'm just so, upset.
1: Um, Tony's probably going to be like, what the hell is Austin looking at so intently? Um, I'm, I am – oh, none of it has NDP, just one, none of it's freaking non-voting member. I'm watching the Canadian um, election results. Why? Is it rolling? Because I hope Aaron O'Toole freaking stops. Um, Absolutely, just completely obliterates Justin
0: Trudeau. I can't stand Justin Trudeau. O'Toole does sound like a tool name, but it's pretty cool. Hey, um, speaking of which, I didn't follow up about uh, California. Election.
1: Oh, okay. So what happened? You um, know I me; mean, I'm
0: kind of off the, the grid. So. The um,
2: recall wasn't even close. Shit.
1: It ended up being. Uh, Let me at the actual numbers up here.
2: Essentially, uh, we can um,
1: forget about them. <laughs> yeah. It was so incredibly. Not even close. It was something like sixty-nine to 30. 63 to thirty-seven. Oh um, God, that's fucking awful. Um, six million not it's pretty much seven million people voted no, and three and four million voted yes. Um, like in a place like Los Angeles County and San Jose County and Santa Clara County and um Alameda County were like 90% yes or 90% like six, seventy, eighty 70 80% no's um even like San Bernardino County which is typically a bluer county than red um went and voted no so there was no way in hell that it was going to go through
0: California just needs um Mary Elder
1: Larry Elder did get the highest percentage of votes uh, at 2.8 million at 47% of the vote. Um, and my candidate um, got 1%. Um, Caitlin Jenner got 63,000 votes at 1%. Second place was Kevin Pratt, um, former or er, Democrat, former member of the legislature. There and had five hundred thousand about six hundred thousand votes with about ten percent of the vote. So uh but none of that matters. The lowest number of votes was Joe Simon, got two thousand votes with less than one percent of the
0: vote. <laughs> That's like looking at your trash can, seeing how dirty it is, and thinking, no, I don't need a new one.
1: Every single county in the entire um Every single county in the, including Los Angeles County, um and San Diego County, and Santa Clara County, and um, San Mateo and Sacramento County, all of them went to Larry Elder. No no counties went for anybody else.
0: Only um, one man has it? go ahead.
1: But the the issue is is that Larry Elder instead of making this about um I think the reason why the it it looked like it was so promising and then toward as we got closer and closer to the election it looked more and more like this wasn't going to be anything good was because Larry Elder made it about national issues which made it really really easy for Newsom to also to that would also um make it about national issues and, um, really all will do some did with yell and scream that, um, Larry Elder is just Donald Trump and he's a Donald Trump candidate and Donald, he believes like Donald Trump and that immediately turned as many Californians <coughs> off as possible.
0: Well, before I like almost rudely interrupted you there, I had something not important to say about California. Uh, only one man has the perfect solution to what we can do with California And I think it came out in 97 or 96. I can't remember. It's a movie called Escape from L.A. by the late, great John Carpenter. I don't know why I said late, because he's not dead. Um, Basically, it's a sequel to Escape from New York, which is a classic, a fucking classic. So Escape from L.A. is like really, really bad. But if you're a diehard John Carpenter fan like I am, you love it. So here's the premise of it. You don't need to watch the first one to understand this one. It's like a completely redone version of the first one. In the future, a evangelist makes all these claims about California being the land of sin, being the center of all the world's problems, and he predicts a hurricane. Or no, no, an earthquake. When an earthquake happens, California gets split from the United States. So what they just decide to do then is they elect him president for life, which is like totally tyrannical. But... What they do with the state of California is they turn it into a maximum security prison. And that's where you go when you break the law and they leave you there. And there's nothing they have to do with it. It is all free ground from there. I think oh, we Lord. should build a wall around California and make that the new prison. Just throw people yeah. there. He had a great um, idea.
1: You remember, um excuse me, you remember Arkham? And then make, like, a giant hunk of Gotham into a Arkham prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that with Canada. Just wall it off and make it the new
0: prison. You do something wrong, always, we
1: ship you to California.
0: Right. I always tease because I know Chanel gets irritated. But I'll be like, hey, we should just pick a state that no one cares about. Let's get Nebraska. And once she gets all mad, I'm like, okay, fine. Let's pick a continent nobody cares about. I say we pick California. Take every prison, shut it down, throw all the prisoners in California, give everybody that lives in California grants and loan, not loans, money, because we would give them free money out anyway. Tell them, you got to move. If we turn the land of shit into a fucking prison.
1: Honestly, um, so probably better to do it with New Jersey because New Jersey eh, is ugly. Right. Like Whatever we talk smack about California, California still is a gorgeous
0: state. Oh, it's beautiful. San Francisco is beautiful. It looks like shit in some areas, but that's because there's are shitty people that run it. But dude, San that's Francisco a,
1: is better all sh- on driveways and
0: yeah, dude. Like it's like my boy said, it's the fag capital of the world. Oh, I'm still recording, uh, <laughs> but like I loved it, man. The Golden Gate Bridge was awesome. Alcatraz Prison was amazing. Pier Thirty Nine, fucking great. Like. I recommend people go to Beverly Hills, San Francisco. Those are all fun places to visit. Downtown Los Angeles, if you've been to Commerce City or certain places, it's pretty much the same thing. Same with Denver, dude. It's just all traffic. It fucking sucks. Some parts are okay. Commerce City would be kind of like – what's that word I'm looking for? Well, it's not too bad. Los Angeles is worse. I made a mistake saying that. Los Angeles Angeles is maybe the worst. Oh, yeah. It's like 10 times worse. But you get what I mean. Like, there's some places that are bad and some places that are good, just like Colorado, just like everywhere else. So it's no different. But Los Angeles is like 10 times worse. But basically, in this movie, they throw all these fucking people in there that break the law, which is very like Supreme Law. We're talking cigarettes are outlawed. S- fucking drinking is outlawed. You break any rule, you're a teenage runaway, whatever they throw you in there and leave you there. And basically what happens is you got all these factions like gangs that rule the land. And it's like there's cannibals, gang members, transvestites, there's all these fucking like it's basically California right now. Uh <laughs> but it's ungoverned, it's unruled. There's just a fence around it, and then there's the fucking state police there ready to. If you try to climb the wall or fucking swim in the ocean, it's a shitty movie, but it had a great idea. And I was like, man, the first one was fantastic with New York. It's the same premise, but Los Angeles, that's a better idea. <laughs> I know. I love California because there's somewhere like, dude, the California mountains. Oh, I've never seen anything like it. We drove through it and I was like, dude, this blows our mountains away. The California mountains is like a fucking jungle. I thought it was amazing. The problem is, is like everywhere else, there's shitty people that are in charge. I like to state
1: <clears throat> that Colorado has the best mountains in the country, and California mountains are like nipples compared to our double Ds.
0: No, 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 don't get me wrong. I love Colorado. Like, I love the mountains. We, uh, me and Chanel got away just for some me and her time. We went up to Ganilla Pass, which was the top of a fucking mountain, no service. It was amazing. Um,
2: as oh, a bottle holder. Oh, 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 oh.
0: Yo. Wallet right now. Oh my god, dude! Chanel was <laughs> like, "Do you think somebody would find it and like mail it back?" And I was like, "Well, the chances are no, because most people dump their trash up there anyway, and they don't think to look at the ground." What probably happened was a park ranger is gonna find it, or someone's gonna run it over, and it's gonna turn into a million pieces. Because where we stayed was a um, a sightseeing ground because Canelo Pass was closed, and all the other campsites we passed were, like, miles away, and we're like, Dude, we're not going back there. Let's just keep going until we find something. We passed, like, four or five different parking lots that were meant for sightseeing, and they all said the same thing. No overnight camping of any sort. Basically, you know, I had the symbol of the tent, and it was like, this is just sightseeing. We get there. There's, like, eight other cars and it looks like they're all getting ready to just camp out for the night. And I was looking at Shanon like, hey, how big of a fine do you think we'll get if we try to sleep here in our car? Like, I'm gonna ask somebody if it's worth it. And we were talking about it, and this guy overheard us, and he's like, Yeah, I heard you guys talking. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. He's like, I brought my van. His van was like just like yours, dude. Had everything in it, bro. Like he had a family in it. And he was like, We do this all the time. Cause they go onto the trail, which is like a 14-mile hike or whatever. Apparently, a lot of people do it. I didn't know that. Yeah. We're there, though, and there's people all yeah. over just, you know, doing the same thing. They're like, yeah, we're sleeping in our car. But we asked him, and he's like, eh, I think people do it all the time, so you probably don't have too much to worry about. And I figured the worst that could happen is a park ranger is going to show up and kick us out. Yeah.
1: That's why you have to come knock on your window. Hey, you right. can't sleep here.
0: Right. So we're like, fuck it. We'll just camp out here. We have no service. And, you know, we're basically at the tippy top. The only road that went any further was the cutoff. It was like, this is the last part. Like, you have to turn around from here. And they cut it off because of COVID. They closed down a lot of the campgrounds. So we were like, fuck it. We'll just chill there. I had an amazing time. The only part was damn no service. We didn't think this through. Car was a little too small for my tall ass. So that was a little rough. And then my wallet decided to disappear on me. So I no longer have a wallet. Um, I'm now waiting for cards to come in the mail. <laughs> this is the part that sucks. The good news is all I lost was my ID and my credit card and my debit card. Everything else was useless stuff, like my uh cards kickback cards. points card and my NRA card. I'm like, yeah, that don't have anything important.
1: But you know, that's gonna happen, though. You're gonna get all your new cards, you're gonna buy a new wallet, and then you're gonna climb in your car, and then your wallet's gonna be like wedged in between the
0: Oh, bro. I tore that car apart. Like, I lifted seats up and shit. I sh- fucking got a flashlight. was shining the shit out of the floor. Like, I was freaking out. I was like, oh, fuck. I think I left it. And everybody's question to me was, did you go back up there? And I was like, dude, it's like almost a two-hour drive. And I'm at a half a tank. Like, there's no way I'm going to waste time to go up there. And I don't have the time. It's afternoon and Sunday. I don't have the time to do that. Got to go get my kids and shit and get them ready for the week. So I figured I'm just going to let it be. If anyone finds it, they're going to find a wallet full of shit that doesn't work. But they will have my idea, which sucks because now they know where I live. <laughs> <You're coming
1: laughs> for you. But I figure... Some park rangers could going be like, I know they slept here. I've got their address. You can knock on the door. I know you slept here.
0: <laughs> well, like if they do find it, I figure they'll either, they'll either try to look me up on Facebook or mail it back to me. Which would be cool because then I have closure knowing that nobody has my wallet. But I really think that it's just going to get brushed away or ran over. It's going to become one with the dirt.
1: Some 18, some 16-year-old is going to take it and try to use your cards.
0: I canceled everything but my cash app because I don't use the cash app in, for anything. And you can't do anything mm. with the card, really, unless there's money on it. And there's never money on it. So... What I'll do is um, probably once I get my check, I'm going to transfer it all onto my Cash App and then transfer it. All. Well, actually, that doesn't make sense because it's going to go to my then bank. If
1: somebody account. used to, then you transfer everything to your Cash App, then the guy who's got your card goes to buy some new Jordans. I know. Fuck! 400! <laughs> like, at a Nike store, what are you buying at the Nike store? God damn
0: My biggest fear is just my ID. I'm like, God oh, damn it. Now they know where I live. But it's not like anyone's really going to care. They're probably going to find it and toss it. Or they're going to throw all the cards away and keep the wallet. Because the wallet was a the RFID tag thing. So, like, you couldn't scan the wallet. So it's a good-ass wallet. So someone's probably keeping that. Somebody has my wallet now. That's a fact. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little pissed about that. But, yeah, I, I love the mountains out here. But. When I saw California Mountains, man, I was like, ooh, this place is like the Amazon. It was crazy. Granted, I didn't get to go venture off into it. It snowed. And it took us like a whole day to drive through the fucking snowy-ass mountains up there. I didn't know that it snowed up there like that. It was nuts. And this was probably the summer of, or no, uh, the springtime of like 2008, 2009. But we were driving through like six feet of snow, and we had to get chains on the car, and it was kind of a nightmare, but it was worth it, because once we got to San Jose, everything pretty much changed. But yeah, dude, it's weird. As I get older, I like the mountains more. <clears throat> I used to hate them. Well, we do We do have
1: the elephant in the room that we need to discuss. Let's hear it. Uh, the passing of one of the greatest comedians of all time, North McDonald died. Yes.
0: Sadly. It's a... Uh, fuck, man. I actually remember watching some of his stuff when I was a kid. I remember seeing him in a lot of movies, too. What's weird is I didn't know that he had passed until literally, a, I think, like a day or two ago. Because it happened, like, what? Almost a week now? Um, or, like, three, four days?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Right, and I didn't find out till like, literally, probably the day before yesterday. I was, like, looking at Facebook and... I've been taking a break from Facebook, but I'm looking at it, and you know, I'm scrolling through all the political bullshit, and I see it. And I'm like, huh, this is a uh, this can't be real. So I googled it, and it's everywhere. I'm like, damn, why are all the legends going first? Speaking of uh, a <clears throat> elephant in the room, you hear about what happened to America's favorite Barbie, Nicki Minaj? About the wait about the testes oh yes yeah she claimed that her friends or her brother I don't know I don't know the full extent of the story I just know that it was someone she knew supposedly as a result of the vaccine got big testicles I immediately thought no he's hiding the fact that he has an STD but we'll never know the full story because that's her private business but basically for those of you that don't know she had spoke out against it and now, as I've said, the left eats their own, so they're eating her alive now. We went from Joe Rogan bad to Nicki Minaj crazy in less than a month. It's like I said, dude, they eat their own. If you side with the left, you're good until you disagree. They don't have your back. They do not care about you. We're seeing that with rappers like Nicki Minaj and so on and so forth. But I think the great part about all this is I don't even like Nicki Minaj. And she's like, uh, i opening my eyes something is not right here because and she said this, you guys love to treat black people like this. And I was like, Oh, Oh, she said it. <laughs> Cause anytime I say it, I'm just stupid and privileged, but it goes to show that there is one side of the room that isn't telling the truth that loves to lie about certain things and likes to attack certain people. It happened with many celebrities. I mean, Here's my opinion on celebrities. I can't take them seriously. I've said this before on the show. To me, it's a room full of child molesters, alcoholics, and drug addicts. And they're going to try to tell you how to be a decent person. So you shouldn't be listening to celebrities, one. Two, when you see them fighting, it's amazing. And then when you see them go, oh, damn, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, shit, my best friends and my family are fighting with me. Goddamn, I've been castrated. I no longer have a platform. Oh, I know who the real enemy is now. That's a great feeling. I love seeing it. Not that I wish harm on anybody. Right. Yeah, but... Um,
1: did you ever watch um, Dirty Work with Lord McDonald? And Chevy I, Chase? Yes, I did, actually. Oh my God. It's one of the funniest movies of all time. Freaking. After he goes to jail, and they freaking rape him. And he goes, <laughs> and he his. Norman does pull his pants up. He goes, you know what? You know what hurts the most? It's what hurts the most. It's the lack of respect. Actually, no, the anal, anal rape hurt pretty bad. The sec you know what hurts the second most? The, the lack of respect. And he walks <laughs> off. <laughs> and then he goes back, and he goes the lack of respect. They <laughs> turns the wagon's out again, <laughs> dude. Or, or he he and his buddy dress up and go to the frat guy's house. Um, the frat guy, uh, walks over. Oh yeah, um, freaking Scott Gibson, um, plays the frat guy, and he walks in, and he goes, and he they're dressed up like cops, like, hey, we heard a noise complaint. Don't make us come back here. And they turn and walk out. And so Norm McDonald's character goes over Norm, goes and calls and goes, hey, there's some people who are pretending to be cops coming around for noise complaints and stuff. And so if you see them, they're going to all these parties, you see them, kick their butts. And the guy goes, okay, yeah, we'll do it. Thanks for the heads up, Norm. And then he hangs up the phone on the payphone, picks up, hello, real cops? I like to report a I would like to report a sound complaint. <laughs> 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 real cops. The real cops show up. i like, hey, we report a noise complaint. And these guys just beat the out of these cops. <laughs> and they get Oh, uh, It's so freaking good. Real cops? <laughs> Hello,
0: real cops. One of my favorite like cop movies of all time with Super Troopers. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Did you see the second one? I don't
1: think so. I think I purposely decided not to watch it.
0: It's not great. Like it's not. Here's the thing. I wasn't disappointed. It's the exact same thing as the first one, just on the border of Canada with a somewhat different plot. But it's the exact same thing. The funniest part, though, is when they uh, the gang finds a shed full of drugs and AK forty sixes or forty eights, which are like knockoff forty sevens. They're like. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know these existed. He's like, they don't, they're fake. And like they see all the drugs. Like, what does what? And Farva's like, there's only one way to find out. And so they all take one of each or whatever. And they all have like different effects. And they go to the local mall. And Farva's like practically disabled. Like he's just chilling on a chair. (laughs) Massage chair. The cops are like, Yo, you need to get out. And he's like, Everyone see this shit. These pigs are harassing the handicapped.
1: No, but, um, that was funny. My I think my favorite I think my favorite um joke from Norm Macdonald is uh um, when he was he said he wanted he said that he'd open for Bill Cosby for a time, and Bill Cosby was always his biggest idol. He yeah. loved Bill Cosby trying to um uh, model a bunch of his comedy after Bill Cosby. And so and so he runs back out uh he he said, I runs back, I knock on the door for Bill Cosby, I'm like, hey, hey, and he opens the door, I don't think he's even gonna talk to me, and Bill Cosby's like, hey, um, how are you? And he talked to me, and I was so surprised, like, I love you, um, you're my favorite comedian, you're my dad's favorite comedian, and um, Bill Cosby goes, yeah, um, where's your dad from? And I was like, oh, he's from Ottawa, and he, and um, Bill Cosby goes, oh, we have a show coming up in Ottawa in two weeks. Give me your dad's name and phone. number. he pulls a piece of paper and a pen out and gives it to Norm. And Norm starts to write his dad's name. And Norm goes, "I'm halfway through my dad's last name, and I remember my dad's been dead for nine years." <laughs> he goes, "But I can't tell Bill Cosby that my dad's been dead for nine years." Um, so I know the air Ottawa area code, so I write down. <laughs> so I go. I write down the Ottawa area code, and then there's a bunch of random n- numbers after it. Think it. It's Bill Cosby. He doesn't have time to call my dad and invite him to the show. He's going to forget or whatever. It's not going to work. Because two weeks later, I'm sitting at home. I get a phone call. It's from Bill Cosby. It was not your dad. Who is it? And I was like, I can't now tell Bill Cosby that I gave him a fake number knowing my dad has been dead for nine years. So I (laughs) go, I don't know. He wants to change his number. I haven't talked to him in nine years. (laughs) 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 Or. My, I think, but my favorite Norm McDonald, not his joke, just him, just be him being him, was when he got um, banished from The View for life. Because he went Man. on The View in 2000 when Bush won election. Um, And they asked him, like, George W., but you supported George W. Bush. um, He's now the president. How do you feel about that? And Norm McDonald goes, It's great to get the murderer out of the White House. And they're all like, What? He goes, Yeah, I thought Bill Clinton killed a guy. And they're all super pissed off and offended, like, you can't say that. You can't say that. They talk for a little bit, and they start to feel like they're safe, like they got off the topic. And he goes, and they go, so, and they go, they ask him another question of another topic. He goes, wait, but I thought this was just, like, common knowledge, and he killed a guy. And they get all pissed off again, and they're, like, talking, like, you can't do that. You can't say that. That's not appropriate for this show, blah, blah, blah. And then they ask him another question. They get him off topic, and he goes, but wait. Okay, I'll give it to you. Manslaughter, and they're all pissed off again, (laughs) and they're all yelling and screaming. And he got banned from the View in two thousand for for talking about the Biden crime family. It was so, or the the Biden murder body count, so freaking funny.
0: Here's a good question:
1: How how old was he? As he passed, how old was nobody died? Yeah. Um, let me double He was like, he had cancer for nine years, sixty-one years old.
0: How ironic! You said he had cancer for nine years. <laughs> and, uh, and it comes had, full the, circle. The
1: crazy thing about is he had cancer for nine years and told nobody. Didn't tell his family. Didn't tell anybody who watched. That his family didn't know till the last couple of months when he finally was like dying. He didn't tell anybody at all um and Seth Meyers who who did weekly update or nightly update after um, Norm Macdonald got fired because Norm Macdonald stopped making O J Simpson jokes oh my god freaking he said that the O J the the O J counsel um said that they don't want his his wife's family to be in the courtroom and people were saying it's because he doesn't want to feel guilty but the truth is that the council doesn't remind one need to rem, doesn't want to remind OJ of how much more killing he has to do. <laughs> Freaking absolutely. <laughs> oh. And they kept and so um the like head of NBC at the time was like really good friends with um OJ Simpson. And so they told um, Norm McDonald, you need to stop making OJ Simpson jokes. And so he was also making um jokes about um Michael Jackson, and they were. Oh crazy. yeah, he was
0: notorious for that.
1: NBC was scared that they were going to be viewed as racist because they kept making these jokes, and Norm Macdonald didn't care.
0: Well, right, he kept going. I know that he was notorious for that,
1: and he just kept going, going till they finally fired him. He lost his job because he still so, because the greatest thing about Norm, the thing that makes Norm one of the greatest comedians of all time, is his commitment to the joke. How the joke is so important to him that he will go through anything he can just to get the jo- get the joke. Um, and now and now looking back at um some of it, his his the last special he did it was like Hitler's dog or something like that. Um, he talks openly and jokes about like how when you know you're going to die, you know that you have a disease that you can't fix how he'd like to die or and all this li- stuff talking about death and making like really funny jokes about it and then now we find out that oh Norm was literally dying when he was making these jokes during these specials.
0: Right it makes you wonder if he knew like well, he knew he, his he time de- was de- coming.
1: He definitely knew and right. that's why he was making the joke because to Norm comedy is everything and comedy is the way that he Dealt with horrible situations.
2: It's like oh, 100%. I,
1: it's like one of Norm's most popular things is when he talks about how if he was to um, kidnap and murder a woman, how he would do it. Um, he talked about how he would follow her around in his van and get to know like what she orders at um, Burger King and find out when she goes to the grocery store and she and he buy the cheeseburger from Burger King and when she walks out and he goes like, Hey, how you doing? And she goes, hi, what's that? You got a cheeseburger in your head? No, no, it's not a cheeseburger. She well, it looks like a cheeseburger. No, no, it looks like, oh, this, yeah, it's a cheeseburger. I just happen to have
0: a whole van full of cheeseburgers. You want to check it out? <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's the definition, though, of a comedian that's dedicated to his joke. I mean, he got fired, right? Well, he still kept going. It didn't stop him. I mean... How often do you see that now? You I I can only name like a handful of people. Uh Dave Chappelle would be one of them, but very rarely do we see a comedian that keeps going and isn't and, afraid.
1: And the greatest thing about Norm MacDonald is as he got older, he got more and more um faithful. I mean he went on um oh what's his name? Stephen Kings? No. Rodney, no. Oh, what the hell is his name? I thought you were about to say Rodney
0: King. I was like, no, don't don't say anything about Rodney it's King. Not, it's not Rodney King. I was gonna say, let's not talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> While you're looking that up, <clears throat> Norm Macdonald. For those of you that don't know, um, was it SNL's where he started? I can't fucking remember now. Shit, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. I was gonna say something about SNL. Maybe I have the wrong person, but. I do know that Norm Macdonald had at one point been on Joe Rogan, not recently, but in the past. And I'm gonna be honest, that's where I kind of rekindled that um, that spark, that uh, that reinterest. Because there's so many comedians out there I forget about them. But when that came up, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about Norm Macdonald. Essentially, it's the same thing with like Chris Farley. He is one of my all-time favorites, but I completely forgot all about him until I heard that they were doing the movie. And I was like, "Oh shit!" So I went back and I went down like a rabbit hole. Was watching all these old Chris Farley movies, and I realized Beverly Hills Ninja <laughs> is a real piece of shit. <laughs> I still love it though. Dude, Chris Farley
1: was, um, yeah, was freaking. My favorite King. Chris, my favorite Chris Farley joke is the the. The so living in the van down by the river is probably the most famous thing. But my favorite one is when he and freaking um, Uh-Oh from – you know who I'm talking about. David Spade. He, Which one? Uh, Tommy uh, Boy or Tom, Yeah, and Tommy Boy, when they're driving and they pull off the side of the road, he goes, this is going to show you something my dad, dad showed me. And the cops are chasing. He hops and they both hop out. And they're like, the bees! Save yourself! <laughs> and the cops like, I'm allergic to beast, Paul. He goes, yep. So am I. He goes, roll around on the ground. He goes, save yourselves. They're sting. Ha- they're sting crazy. And he's right around. Both cops are like, yo, yo. I'm allergic. I can't get stung. And they hop in the van, the, the a cop car. And they drive away. And he goes, it can't believe it worked.
0: I like when he takes what's his name to the fucking farm, and they're trying to cow tip, and the cow falls on him. <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember is that um rob lowe that's in that movie i can't remember who it is that plays the other character i want to say it was rob lowe or it was somebody along those lines but he's like this is called cow tipping he falls in the mud first i love the beginning dude <laughs> what the and he hits his head on that fucking machinery There's so many memes out there where it's like right now my life and it's him falling down the fucking trail <laughs> if i got to be honest though besides beverly hills ninja Tommy Boy is my favorite, but Black Sheep is kind of like, to me, it was kind of eh. I don't like it as much as Tommy Boy. It's funny as shit, like when they're in the cabin and it fucking rains and then the bed collapses. Like that's one of the best parts. I think that's when I really liked David Spade was in the '90s, especially with Chris Farley. But yeah, I was always more of a Black or a Tommy Boy guy rather than Black Sheep. Same with SNL. I like his SNL stuff. Yeah. Um, freaking
1: if you don't straighten up you're going to be living in a van (laughs) down by the river
0: yeah see you know what I love about comedy is it's a great chemical for depression which is sad though because you look at all these people and they had depression as we talked about with Robin Williams one of the funniest most like sweet kind person in the world had had it all but nobody knew how much he was hurting and that's fucking sad but again comedy is that chemical that's that's how i deal with shit that's how you deal with shit like to me there's no such thing as too soon when my converter was stolen from underneath the car dude my whole world fell apart because i had no money to fix it i had no money to get it towed i didn't know how i was gonna get to work i was freaking out i'm sitting there thinking shit if only they'd have taken the other one, this car would have been paid for. (laughs) Like I'm sitting there like just laughing and she was like, this is not funny. And I was like, well, I mean, it kind of is like, there's nothing more they can do to make my life harder unless they want to take the full car. Then it's really going to suck. And she's just like, it's not funny. And I was like, nah, dude, you're right. Today sucks. (laughs) And I posted that meme of Paul Rudd from fucking role models. And he's like, wow, today sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it was. It's like, this fucking blows. But I'm trying hard, like, to keep it together. I don't laugh at the whole time. Like, what a shitty thing to have happen. It's funny until it happens to you. That's the problem, is people don't realize comedy is the way to go. When I'm super sad, dude, I gotta watch a funny movie or stand-up special. Because that's just how I deal with pain. I think that if you sit around and bitch and moan, nothing's gonna happen. Like... My wallet, dude. Losing my wallet. I was sitting there like, man, I can't believe I lost my fucking wallet. And then I'm sitting there thinking it could be worse. I could have lost my mom or my dad. (laughs) That's a shitty way to look at it, but it's true. You're like, damn. Because I got a buddy, I told him that story about the wallet and he's like, damn, dude, at least you lost just a wallet. My dad lost his cigarettes and then I lost him. (laughs) Isn't that like the darkest shit you've ever heard? Oh, fuck. I used to have a... uh, an old friend wait hold on one second can you hear me because suddenly i can't hear you oh no austin's over here just talking and i can't hear a single thing he's saying
2: can you hear me oh no <laughs> Okay, now can you hear
1: me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I the whole different. time you just couldn't hear me.
0: <laughs> I know Austin here going, Austin, oh shit, he can't hear shit now. But uh, I see you moving around. I'm like, I-, I think he hears me. I don't know. And then it just call ended. I was like, okay, I guess we'll just start this over. Yeah,
1: I got a weird notification that there's something wrong with my microphone. let wanted me to restart my computer.
0: I said, no. We're going this crappy app. It's probably the Wi Fi connection because I'm on CenturyLink and we know how that goes. <laughs> I got gig speed internet
1: now it was only ten, They called me again and said We'll give it to you for $10 a month I said deal
0: Dude done deal I would take it too like hell yeah Oh um, but yeah I, So what I was getting at was Comedy uh, It's like the greatest form of relief But with the story about the cigarettes And the dad that reminded me of a good old Friend of mine who um, <clears throat> I don't really like anymore But I forgive people we'll put it that way Let's just say I have a really good memory in the past where he had said to me, Congrats, bro, when Chanel was pregnant. This was um a little before Aubrey. It was unfortunately. Uh it just um things happen, you know. Unfortunately, things happen and it's God's plan. That's the way I see it. But anyway, we were we were expecting. And he looks at me and he says, Bro, that's awesome. Congrats it's really cool that your wife is pregnant. If my wife was pregnant, that'd be an issue because we haven't had sex in like a year. Oh my God. <laughs> that's I tough. Looked, I looked at him like, what the, I don't know if I should laugh. I don't know
1: if I should laugh, cry, or <laughs> pray for you.
0: Right? I was like, dude, this doesn't sound good, but I'm sitting there like, trying hard not to die, and he's just like, yeah, that wouldn't be good because we haven't had sex in a year. <laughs> he was like, I look at her like right away, like whose baby is that? Oh fuck! Speaking of which, that person reached out to me today, yesterday. Oh, oh no! It has begun. No, um, did you bring the bath bombs back? No, and they better because my other won't set up. <laughs> can't can't be friends till the bath bombs return. That's all I know. So here's the thing, man. This all started when we were camping. Chanel looked over at me and she's like, so um, somebody – oh was Sunday night. We got back and she looks at me and she's like, so somebody has requested to play Warface with you. And I was like, someone needs to be a fucking man and text me that. <laughs> Matter of fact, someone needs to apologize first. Someone and needs I, to return the bath bombs. I, I know I sound like I'm holding a grudge, man, but the first fallout wasn't my fault. And I didn't get any apology, and I had to be the one to reach out because he wanted to talk, but he was going through his girlfriend, and she was going to my wife, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll reach out to him. I'll be the bigger That's, person
1: after while it sounds like a piercy move
0: It made me mad, dude. I was like, "Oh my God, so then I reached out, no apology whatsoever, and then we have our second fallout, which again wasn't my fault, and you witnessed a lot of it, so Guess what happens this time around? Again, I'm supposed to reach out, and I'm like, I'm not doing it this time. Nope. So finally he did, but the first thing I get is, what's up?
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to sit here and pretend like you didn't like see none of that month.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> here's the funny thing, dude. I kept all the text messages, and it's funny because his thing pops up, what's up? And then it says February 22nd of last year you're a coward, this and
1: that. <laughs> I, sent you. I was like, oh, fuck.
0: We're going to pretend like this didn't
1: just happen, bro?
0: Yeah, and I was like, I should screenshot this. Like, hey, remember this last text I sent you? I realize how shitty it sounds now. When I read it, I'm like, damn, I did some really shitty things. Like, I made them a part of our podcast. But I was so mad.
1: No, 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 no no, 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 They made themselves a part of the podcast. And they went to our podcast Facebook page and started, started talking shimming. Hold on, I, I, we gotta I, you, hold on, hold on I, I gotta add something here, right here to this
0: <laughs> Jesus Well, it continued after that fight we would see little messages here and there on our podcast or I would download apps where I could track who's looking at our page Okay, here we go, here we go, here
1: we go Here it comes, get ready for it all right. This is all I gotta say to him right in here I freaking love Cat Williams so freaking much. Bro, I didn't hear nothing. Okay, I'll t- we're, we're, we're try it again. We're going to try it again. That's because awesome. the volume was all the way down. Here so we go. That's
2: ethy- the climactic. <laughs> Did I you hear it that understand. time.
1: No. Damn it. Yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> it's
0: Cat Williams.
1: You should have been talking shit. <laughs>
0: have been talking shit. <laughs> well okay no you're you're right like i was riled up and i shouldn't have given them my attention but i was like you know what you guys got my attention and now you've got like full game like i'm gonna go after you and i have a show like you should probably think twice before you talk shit to me now i mean let's be honest who doesn't have a fucking podcast now so i'm not any different but i agree in the sense that they did it to themselves and i was so mad but now I'm also like, I'm not mad anymore. I'm just more like, are we really going to play this game and pretend like nothing happened? Right, this has exactly. got to be addressed. You know what I mean? Like If if we're going to try this again, it's got to be addressed because twice now I didn't do anything wrong except for act like an asshole when I was treated like shit, which what reaction are you expecting? when you When you're stepping all over someone and they say, hey, stop that, you can't really get mad at them, especially when they go, okay, dude, now I'm gonna step on you. Like I'm gonna reverse the tables and start being an asshole. Okay, but the thing so, is,
1: I'll just let you and great value Jeff Hardy know that. Um,
2: <laughs> I
1: almost choked up my drink. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. Anyway, I can see him, bro. I can see him walking to us right now. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll <laughs> let him know. Uh, however, you feel about him and everything. First time I see this dude, I'm gonna beat the snot out of him. Be like, "Where's the bath bombs? You don't, you don't, mess with, bombs? You, don't you don't mess with my, with my niece cousin, and not get
0: a licking." <laughs> like, "Where's the bath bombs, man? You gonna give me the bath bombs? Hey, you got money to buy an Xbox game? How much did you pay for that?"
1: So dunking his head in the toilet. <laughs> Where's, Where's the, bath the fucking bombs? money, <laughs>
0: Where's the bath bombs, Lebowski? <laughs> Where's the bath bombs, Jeff Hardy? Where are they at? <laughs> well, like, here's the thing, bro. I'm trying to be a forgiving person, but yeah, I'm like, and naturally, I'm kind of mad. I'm like, what the fuck? Why aren't we addressing this? Here's the
1: thing. You do bad stuff to me, I can forgive that.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's where insult I'm at. I'm like, me,
1: insult me, I don't care. But you insult My, you, you harm my niece cousin or my cousin or whatever it is, my family. You're gonna, you're gonna have to catch these Fred Flintstone hands. It's gonna have to happen.
0: Well, that's where I'm at with it. I'm like, dude, once you start involving my family and once you start like taunting my Facebook and only showing up when my life is in turmoil. It really is just going to make me irritated with you. I don't hold grudges. I've been accused of holding grudges. I'm not a grudge holder. I'm more of a believer in why let the knife that's in your back be turned even more. You know yeah, what I'm
1: saying? At, at, that, at that point, you're not holding a grudge. You, it's your responsibility to isolate the cancer from your family. It's your job as a father yeah. and a husband to protect your family from dirty scumbags like that.
0: Well, and then, like, the biggest thing that hurt me the most, man, is not even through all the shit I was put through, but being accused of, like, okay, not being accused, being told I changed as if that's a bad thing. You've changed. You're a piece of shit. And I'm like, why haven't you changed? Yeah, Change grew, is a good thing.
1: Yeah, I grew up unlike you.
0: Yeah, like, I grew up. I don't up my with mommy like,
1: anymore. I don't.
0: Right. And like I said, dude, I'm I'm trying to be a forgiving person, but I'm naturally upset. And I'm like, no, these need to be talked about before we go down this road. That's like a parent walking out on you and then coming back with an Xbox. (laughs) Like, that sounds cool but you're like, wait a minute, hold on. The fuck is this? (laughs) Then they hand you Halo 5. My mom
1: would bring me an Xbox. Mom,
0: if you're listening to this, I'll take the new Xbox. She comes back, oh shit, I forgot the cigarettes and then she leaves. (laughs) Well, I I don't know, man. Like It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm leaving it up to God. I know I'm going to get made fun of for it because I get made fun of all the time for talking about God, and it is what it is. But there's things in life that need to happen, and addressing that is one thing. And I'm pretty sure he ain't listening to this, but if he is, I hope he understands how I feel. I'm not trying to talk shit about him. I'm just...
1: The thing is, if he refuses to recognize that it happened and help to take responsibility... It's not worth it, the reconnection.
0: Exactly. And you know what's because sucks? it
1: shows that it shows that he has not changed and that in six months the same garbage is gonna happen again because it's the same person.
0: Well it's one of those things too, you're like, is it gonna be the same? Because you know how after you have like a really weird thing happen between you and somebody you're close to, it's like never the same. When it's like you're constantly mm-hmm. reminded, but you're trying not to like bring it up or you're trying not to dwell on it, but the relationship changes and you don't feel the same anymore. Right. And that's where I'm at with this. Like but people besides,
1: probably take so much abuse before it's...
0: Yeah, dude, it was fucked up because he was naturally my best friend. Like, I knew him for years. I met him at work. This guy was my best friend and then this shit happened all because of a girl. And that's that's the... That was the first issue. The rest is all just... A lot of it, I think, has to do with just yeah, relationship I mean, issues.
1: She looks like an elephant got depressed. Like, come on, a hippopotamus got. She looks like, and a hippopotamus got depressed. She's not even that good looking of a chick. She looks. She looks like. She she honestly looks like if a potbelly pig got drafted in the military, took a bunch of shrapnel, came home, got depressed, got tattoos, and then that's
0: that person. They could make a movie called Eeyore First Blood. <laughs> 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 Jesus.
1: Oh no. Now I'm just
0: being an asshole. But get no, I get
1: and and honestly, if they were, if, if they get all if they listen to this and they get offended, then guess what? I'm family mother truckers. You could deal with it. Blood sticker in the water. And I didn't steal I I didn't steal my or my friend's daughter's bath bombs. It just didn't happen.
0: Austin's oh, really not having it with these bath bombs. <laughs> Where's the fucking bath bombs? About?
1: <laughs> I need the pink ones and the blue ones and the ones that, got, that that have glitter in them. This little girl told me for an hour and a half about how she missed her bath bombs. Screw you.
0: <laughs> no, seriously, dude. Like, before we close this, I got a story to tell. There was this one time where I realized that anytime Chanel or I say the those two names... The first thing that happens to this kid is PTSD of the bath bomb. She's like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that kid. And we're like, that's not what we're talking about. She's like, you just said. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, with these fucking bath bombs, that really hurt Philly. I
1: freaking love that kid so much.
0: Oh, dude, she's amazing. Unfortunately, she's sick right now. I'm pretty sure she's got a cold. But Whoa. the thing is, too, man, with kids, it's hard to tell what's wrong with them. Because when they're sick, they're still like, I want to go play. And that's what she was doing today. She was like, <laughs> Daddy, can I watch a movie? <laughs> I'm like, lay down. No, you're dying. <laughs> that's right. Like when you're older, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and lay down. <laughs> but yeah, um, God. we're going to have to save all the fun shit for the uh, upcoming I mean, one year anniversary show.
1: So, lessons we learned today A, stick to your guns, don't apologize.
0: Seriously, never apologize. Unless you are.
1: Justin Justin Trudeau can um, suck my balls. (laughs) Three. um, Oh my god, the conservatives did it. They actually got more they will form the next government, but conservatives um, gain seats. That's incredible. Um, Anyway, um, third, We also learned that you should never steal a small girl's bath bombs. She will hold a grudge. (laughs) And D, the joke is everything. And the comedy is everything. Do what you can. Because what's going to make an impact on people's lives is if you can bring joy to people's lives. And Norm Macdonald did that Better than almost anybody to ever live. Um, And so those are the lessons that we learned today's episode. Uh, Listen again for more life lessons. Like you should probably not steal your friend's uh, (laughs) minivan. Um, (laughs) Or that Pepsi tastes like the underside of a a, a shipping boat. So I and, <laughs> and, and remember um, to go to our Facebook page because we are currently selling a beautiful, beautiful um, doctor's chair that smells like raccoon paws, but <laughs> the bleach will fix that.
0: I saw that meme, but yeah,
1: don't ask us how we got it.
0: Check us out on the Facebook page as well as the um, Great Earth Podcast community uh group page you can also check us out at the home base of the great dot podcast.com also let's keep it going guys there's one lesson that we did learn but did not mention here that is hashtag fuck jim Cornette. he's a piece of shit i don't know why i'm still going on about this dead fucking trend but anyway thanks for listening guys awesome sir i will see you on the one year anniversary show woo <laughs> peace out brother